I'm Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, and this is Sam Says, a podcast series focused on Illinois Medicaid managed care. Hello, I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group, and welcome to Sam Says. On today's episode, we sit down with Socorro Romero, registered nurse case manager of Aetna Better Health of Illinois, to discuss care coordination in the third part of our three-part care coordination series on Sam Says, focusing on the value of making connections. But before we do that, let me welcome our host, the Sam and Sam Says, Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of I'm Him. Sam, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Durandal? Doing well. Uh, before we started the show, you mentioned that session is almost wrapping up. I think you have about a week and a half left. How's it treating you so far? You know, this is the the stretch that always sort of both makes me very excited um, for how we're going to strengthen the Medicaid program uh, and pretty darn stressed with that final stretch and sort of buttoning everything up and making sure that we can um, implement everything and answer all of the questions. So right in the in the thick of it. We're almost there. There's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel for you. So we're almost there. Uh, We have a great uh, show lined up today, great conversation. So what we're going to do is we're going to now bring in uh, today's guest, again, Socorro Romero of Aetna Better Health of Illinois. Socorro, welcome to Sam Says. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for the opportunity. So uh, we're excited again to dive into today's conversation on the critical role of care coordination. So uh, as we do that, can you kind of level set for our listeners and tell us a little bit more about Aetna Better Health of Illinois and your approach to care coordination? Yes, uh, I, uh, Aetna Better Health of Illinois is a health plan um, that provides uh, quality care for services to our most pop- vulnerable population. Um, Edna Managed Care Services has a unique approach. We use tools, we use expertise to improve member health outcomes. We team up with providers, DME companies, uh, members' family, uh, and other resources and approach members' needs as a whole. Uh, we look at that whole person, you know, as birth, body, and mind. I love that, Socorro, and that's so important because I think oftentimes when we think of healthcare, we think of sort of just that clinical component um, and just sort of that what's happening physically. And I love that Aetna takes a step back and says it's really important for us to look at the whole person. How are they feeling? How are they doing? And what are their goals? Um, And it's just critical, I think, in order to be successful um, especially in the Medicaid program, as we know, social determinants of health are such a big driver in our health. Outcomes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's and, correct. And you talked a bit about partnering with providers um, and you guys, I know at Aetna, um, one of my favorite things that you guys do is really innovative partnerships with providers, um, you know, facilitate connections in order to address the members needs. What in doing that? What are some of the lessons you've learned while working with providers? And and one thing I want to think about specifically is, you know, around discharge planning, because that's something that we hear a lot about is in discharge planning, you know, that's such a critical time. Somebody's leaving a hospital um, and are they supported in their home? Are they supported in the community? Uh, and what does that look like um, from your perspective, Sakura? 
Well, I have learned many lessons. I tell you, I have learned many lessons. But the first and foremost important, I think, uh, that we, that all the providers, members, and family, we want to accomplish the same goal. We want to uh, get what is best for the members' health, the best outcome, the best goal. So some of the factors that I have accomplished throughout the years are um, language barrier, because I'm a Spanish speaking, so I know what that entitles, uh, education and culture. A lot of our members have a very low educational uh, background and uh, those are various that we encounter during discharge. So as a CM, I serve as an advocate to minimize those barriers. Uh, I improve communication. I uh, alert the members' needs to the provider. And I explain to the members uh, things that they don't understand uh, and uh, more uh, of their base understanding. I love that word you used, advocate. Um, and you, you're advocating for them. You're making sure that they are understanding um, what, a busy hospital staff person is trying mm -hmm. to say to them, a clinician, um, and maybe, you know, like you said, there are so many various barriers mm -hmm. um, and you are removing them step by step, one by one, making sure that the member understands the plan mm -hmm. uh, and is comfortable along the way. Yes, that is very important. What can, so we're taught lessons learned. We've talked about that. And I love also what you said around the goal is the same. Everybody, the provider, the member, mm -hmm. the health plan, the care um, manager, uh, all the same. Everybody wants mm -hmm. a successful discharge, wants improved health outcomes. Everybody's on the same page. But can you talk a little bit about like what successful care coordination looks like and requires? Um, during that discharge planning, because it sounds really good, right? But I yes. bet it's a little bit more complicated uh, it is. as you're going is. through it. Well, I think to uh, really uh, have a really successful uh, care coordination uh, during discharge planning, everything starts at admission. You know, if uh, it requires prompt communication with the member, the family, the hospital staff, and uh, to know what the members' uh, challenges, needs, and access to services uh, they require. Uh, what, is, uh, what is their barrier to get services? What is their barrier to medications? Not able to attend their follow-up appointments or even to have a PCP. It is the perfect time, I think, when they're in admission, when they're in the hospital to monitor their progress and their uh, communicate with the other team members. Uh, and to engage them and build trust between the, the member, the family, the doctors, and the case manager. Absolutely. And I like um, how you outlined, like, this doesn't begin the day of discharge. That's too late. No, it's it too, is. It's too time, you know, constrained. It's too present. Mm -hmm. You've got to begin at the beginning. Exactly. And, and so... I understand now how it sort of works um, conceptually. Do you have like a member story um, or some examples about sort of the value of care coordination, like what success looks like from a human level? Yes. Uh, yes. Successful coordination starts with uh, getting the members and family trust. So I do have a story and it's a very nice story. Uh, 
Uh, I have a young guy. He's probably 40 something. Uh, he, he was in a pedestrian vehicle accident, had multiple injuries, broken bones. He was in a coma for a couple of weeks, had a trach, G2, was not able to communicate his needs. He received intensive rehab for probably three weeks to a month in at Trump Hospital. And, and then he was sent to a skilled nursing facility. So our goal uh, with his daughter in uh, case management and providers was for him to be, go back into the community. So we work with the whole interdisciplinary team, therapy, rehab doctors, uh, a skilled nursing facility, social workers, and uh, it was a constant communication. We use all ways of communications. We use email, uh, we use Skype, we use uh, phone calls, and uh, we are getting that member back to baseline. He's able to eat alone now. He is, doesn't have a trach anymore. He doesn't use oxygen. He's up in the wheelchair. He is uh, walking with the walker. Uh, so, um, and probably early next year, he's going to go back into the community. He uh, So as a case manager, I provided all the DM equipment that they needed. I made all the appointments, uh, provided transportation services, uh, so I'm really happy. He's following commands. He's alert. He's speaking. He's eating. And that is a wonderful, I think, outcome for someone as young as he is and for uh, at serving as an advocate for him. This is where we're going to get. He's going to go back into the community with some help, but he's going to go back into the community. And that's so great. I mean, care coordination, you use that term healing, like bringing about that healing um, and I think from a human perspective too, is this, this poor man is just going through completely unexpected situation um, and, and really went from a healthy life, no need for medical intervention mm-hmm. to being reliant on, you know, durable medical equipment and, and so much um, and, and the mental, the hardship that had to play on him and yes. for you to be in his corner, sort of cheering him on, getting him the things that he needs so that he can continue to progress um, and, and removing those barriers um, is really, it is life-changing and for it this is. person it who's going to be able to go back to his home or, or to the community out of this yes. nursing facility mm-hmm. um, where he wants to be yes yes he does not he keeps mentioning that he does not want to be on a skilled nursing and that he doesn't know what he is doing there so he did he did lose a little bit of his um his you know his memories Mm -hmm. but uh the the daughter and the nurses are working and and reminding him that he will be going back and what a hopeful thing to hold on to, to, right? Like this isn't like you are on a path to be able to go back into the community. Um, that's gotta be motivating as well. Yes. Yes. I, I, I just want to thank you, um, for your compassion and advocacy for this, for this man, but also for all of the members that you're serving. Um, so, as we talk about, you know, the utilization of MCOs, you know, Sakura, you're an RN care coordinator. Like this is what care coordination looks like. It is um, people with mm-hmm. um, just wonderful compassion and an ability to 
advocate for our members, you know, treat the totality of the, the you know, of the person, improving lives of Illinois communities. And given the last year, how do you see, you know, care coordination evolving? Um, obviously, you've, you know, you are already doing great things. You're helping people, you're helping them reach their goals, but how do you see it evolving as we move forward? Um, and what keeps you going at what must be just a, a challenging um, role, an important but challenging role? Well, I have been in the healthcare for uh, like almost 30 years in the case management for about six years. And I believe coordination, care coordination or case management is here to stay. You know, I have seen it growing. I have seen it evolving, uh, using uh, innovations, you know, using new programs, new, new strategies uh, to deliver that high quality, high value healthcare, like getting equipment into patients' home to be able to monitor from a physician office. Uh, that is an excellent, uh, you know, innovation that we are using at this time and I know it's going to grow more. So innovations have only opened other ways to guide, to link, and to integrate uh, the physical and the behavioral health to our members. Uh, I think it has bring us more doors to provide better health care. Absolutely. And using that technology to sort of bridge between appointments, to sort of monitor, um, and, and to make sure that member knows you know, you've got support um, yes. this entire time. Now, the last question I have is sort of what keeps you what keeps you going? Um, you've been in this for 30 years. You've been a care coordinator for six years. Um, it's got to be rewarding, but it's got to be challenging. Um, so what keeps you going and, and passionate about this work? Uh, what it keeps me going is the love that I have to do to help our members. Uh, I, I'm truly gonna confess that when I came into the nursing field, it was my mother's decision. It wasn't my decision. Uh, I did, uh, I do believe in a high spiritual, which is God. And I, he brought me to this point and he had me here for a reason. So I love what I do. I love to see members going home, getting better, being healthy. Uh, being positive, uh, it is wonderful to see them uh, succeed, succeed in life, not only, you know, physically feeling better, spiritually and emotionally, because we all have our own beliefs, but we all want to be better. We all want to feel better. We all, you know, want to just be better and feel better. So. Oh, I love that. And I'm just so, what I heard is really, it's about you helping people. It's about you helping them find their wellness, their best self. And um, I'm so grateful um, for your mom pushing you into this field. You didn't want to be in it. No. <laughs> the amount of people you've helped and that you've helped bring about wellness that you've supported, um, it's just is amazing. And so from the bottom of my heart, I, I just want to Thank you for um, making these people's lives so much better and sharing so much of your energy and self with them um, and being sort of that calm for them in the middle of 
a lot of storms. It could be stressful, but it's also rewarding. It is very rewarding. And that's what it keeps me going because it is worth it. It is. Okay, that is beautiful. And then I think that's a that's a perfect spot, I think, to end it. Uh, Socorro, thank you so much for, for taking time to, to join us today. Thank you, and Edna. Um, we'd love to have you come back in the future, if you don't mind. We'd, we'd love to keep the conversation rolling. And, and if you'd be willing, we'd love to have you back on Sam Says, if you don't mind. Thank you for the invitation. I do appreciate it. All right. And I love much. to be here. <laughs> We appreciate that. Sam, before we close out, uh, that was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Uh, anything that, that you learned or anything that's going to stick with you, uh, you know, post the conversation you had with Socorro? Absolutely. I, I mean, I think in the middle of all that is legislative session for us to be reminded of why we do this, which is to continue to support people like Socorro who are our coordinating care for our most vulnerable, doing it with such passion, with such heart, um, doing it for all the right reasons because they wanna bring about wellness and they wanna improve people's lives. Um, it's buoying really. Um, and I'm just so grateful uh, for the conversation and for the uplifting discussion, but then also just being reminded that, you know, she's out there doing just God's work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful way to uh, to sum that up. Um, if you like what you've heard today, we encourage you to visit the I'm Hip website at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net to learn more about what the association is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one today. We also encourage you to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner, I encourage you to reach out to I'm Hip's Chief Operating Officer, Elena Kennedy, or visit the website again at I'mHip.net. On behalf of Sam and the wonderful team at the association, again, I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sam Says. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.